Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. That time of the year has finally arrived. You've had the Auckland Nines. We've given you our season previews, which I have to give a big thank you to everyone for. It's gone absolutely gangbusters as far as listens are concerned. And we have now arrived here at round one of the 2017 NRL Premiership, Brock. We have, yeah. Exciting times. Uh, It's come around pretty quick for me, I know that. But uh, you boys that have been slugging it away in the heat in Australia will uh, no doubt be keen to get the footy on. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Thursday games, but I think we'll both agree we're going to miss Monday night footy, which will be a bit of a change. I don't know how this 6 o'clock time slot's going to go. That'll be probably one interesting aspect. Uh, And then it's probably been the first time that the defending premiers have had a few question marks over them heading into the season, with Cronulla losing, obviously, Barber uh, and Michael Ennis, who were both you know, definitely key members of the side. And then it's the first defending premier that's gone over to the UK and got towed up in a, in a little while. So usually the, the sides come back from England and full of confidence, just smashed, a, smashed up the Pommy side. But they're the first team since I think it's 2012 when the, the Storm got rolled but in a, in a mud bath against Leeds. Mm. Um, but they, they were outplayed. They, were, they got hammered physically. They got outplayed, the Sharks. And there, a few worrying signs there early. But, you know, they're, they're going to kick it off at home on Thursday against a tough Brisbane side. So it'll be very, very interesting with all the question marks around in Cronulla. They probably kick, kick the uh, season off as, you know, definitely the, the longest I can remember. You know, definitely the, the defending Premier that's been under the most pressure in a long, long time. Yeah, well, there's a couple of people that have said that they won't make the eight, uh, in particular because of the situation with the nine and the fullback. But uh, I think that forward pack, Holmes... When he comes back at fullback, Bird, etc., the only real thing that needs to be sorted out is uh, the hooker situation. And a little bit of what creeped in the other day was what happened before Maloney and Ennis kind of got there, which is Gallon interrupting and guys getting in the way of the flow of the game. He saw a couple of times things break down where people were just trying too hard to get their share of the football for feeder him, Wade Graham. So it's going to be on Maloney, I think, more so this year to really, really be dominant and take control. And Townsend's going to have to find his confidence pretty quickly yeah, and as well to help out young Braley, who looks like he's going to get first crack at playing tonight. Well, you'd think so after he's uh, he got first crack over there. Uh, you don't know whether... Flanagan gave him a positive review afterwards. Thought he, uh... I thought he was solid. Yeah, he defensively slipped off a few tackles and physically struggled a little bit. But they've got enough big boppers in the middle there to sort of cover him a little bit. And yeah. I think it's probably... 
the smart move. Obviously, I think he's got to have a, uh, a hooker on the bench to, well, I, to, I to, kind of... to be able to bail him in and bail him. He's not going to be an 80-minute hooker, no. which takes away from that strength that they've had in the last couple of years that they haven't had to have a bench hooker and they've been able to roll the four forwards on. Mm. So that's another issue that Cronulla are going to have to well, to deal with this year. But who, who you'd have Cherrington with him? I'd definitely I thought have Cherrington he would have been the handcuff. And I like New Brown a lot, but just for the fact that Cherrington was such a big name, and I know last year he basically just got froze out because the Tigers piss poor management. Um, I thought he would have been in the loop, so I don't know if that's a health thing or he hasn't trained as well or what the go is, but I, I thought he would have maybe been in that rotation as the bench player. He's a really good player to have coming off the bench. So. We can go either way because Brown can play in the halves as well, so he's got that advantage. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go to Brown then. Brown's also the better defender, having played cup for a couple of years there consistently and having taken a bit of traffic and been a nine coming through the 20s. So. Well, I think Braley will probably start the year, but I think Charrington will find his way in. I don't think Braley will hold up for the whole year. He's only a young fella. And yeah. Well, the NRL will wear, and uh, it's obviously a lot more physical than than the 20s like he's used to. And yeah. I think probably in six to eight weeks you'll find that Charrington will be in there or maybe even New Brown. So yeah. see how it pans out. But, yeah, there's just a lot of conjecture around the Sharks' side. and. They haven't really had too many changes, but obviously the Barber one was one that was a bit unscripted and they weren't expecting. And They've you know, got a ready-ready replacement. Yeah, Ennis was... Uh, Ennis, they knew knew that was coming. But, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting times at Cronulla, but, uh, you know, it, it makes it fairly, you know, easy for us to find topics to discuss in a, in a week that is a little bit slow because... Yeah, we're leading you know, in. We're, we're leading in and we, don't have, we don't, obviously don't have teams to go off and we're not really sure on what the... Format of that's going to be this year. Now that there's no Monday night football, last year it was they had to have teams named by five o'clock on a Tuesday. Mm. So whether that now moves forward to a Monday, we're not we're well, not quite sure. So. Fingers crossed, it'll give us a bit of help. But probably the other team that stands out to me, moving into round one, there's probably two. The Tigers is one, purely because like we spoke about uh, between ourselves earlier, they tried to offload Lovett, then it comes out about the drug charges. They've tried to offload Simona to a lot of clubs, and it comes out about his gambling and. We're not stupid. You clearly, I think that's dodgy business. You clearly think that the club knew about it and that they've tried to offer these guys a couple of weeks prior to both of these, uh, you know, yep. allegations or issues coming to the forefront. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen there. All their big four players are off contract. They're talking that they'll get Tedesco under wraps, but the other guys apparently at a lunch with Justin Pascoe basically said, we'll see what happens. No one was committing. Um, and then you've got Jason Taylor in a press conference basically telling the media not to ask about it. So I don't really know what to expect from them. And the other side that... Stood out to me was my own side, the Melbourne Storm. Yep. Uh, they're heading into round one. Billy Slater, no guarantee to play. They've talked about him being clear as far as contact is concerned, but he's going to get make the final choice. So that means that Brody Croft probably heads to Belmore round one, and then you're missing both the Premiership, um, you know, grand final back rowers. Toby Harris, stress fracture of the foot, and Kevin Proctor moved on. Mm. So that's some pretty big holes to be moving into round one with a new Haas partner replacing Blake Green and both the starting back rowers, uh, two Kiwi internationals missing from your lineup. Yeah, I just like the fact they're going to have Munster there, Cronk there, Smith there. So that that makes me feel better. But they they only played the Bulldogs last weekend in the trial. So, and they, they were getting touched up for a long period of that. Uh, but Smith didn't play a lot of time. It's just really hard to get a read on what to take out of that game. And Melbourne came back late. I think they only ended up getting beat by four points. Four points. It's 28-24. So. Um, I turned it, well, I turned it off... Uh, with about 15 to go, and they were down by 20 odd Melbourne. Yeah. So they must have rallied back with a few late tries in garbage time. But, yeah. you know, but, round one, limited interchange, uh, Belmore, the pressure of round one. Yeah, two guys missing Melbourne. from that back row. It's, it's pretty hard. Bulldogs, though, we obviously don't have high up on our ladder, but I think the forward pack, the atmosphere of that ground might 
do something for them. Well, it's going to lift them, definitely. Just in week one. I think the Cowboys and Raiders situation, the Raiders, a lot of guys, um, you know, they had a big season. They went deep into the final. A lot of guys come back late. A couple of guys got to go play overseas. I think they'll start a little bit slower. I think heading up there, it's going to be pretty warm. I'd expect the Cowboys to want to hop off on the, you know, the strong foot and also a few changes. Croker out. Whitehead has apparently been training at centre and Lee moved on now basically means that Nick Kotrick's going to be guaranteed a wing spot. So they're going to have a bit of a difference on one of the edges for the first few weeks. I don't know quite now how that's going to start out, but you'd expect that they're going to be up there this year. But the big thing we spoke about it, you think White needs to go up another step and my two are the halves. I don't think the halves played that well last year and they were one moment away from Edric Lee not dropping the football of going to the grand final. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think there's a lot of improvement in that spine. Uh, Hodgson, clearly the standout, but I thought Caesar and Austin both had quiet years, to be honest. And I thought White was good, especially the second half of the year. Got the errors out of his game, but there's still room there for him as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the Broncos coming out today. I didn't read the article 100%, but uh, Peter Sterling apparently had him missing, and a lot of others are not liking the Broncos' chances this year. I think the big thing for me... Um, I know a lot of people think about Hunt leaving early. I think Hunt's going to want to play well to justify that price tag. Yeah. Um, I think Milford in a contract year, Boyd, Glenn, so many players in contract years, all of them are going to want to play well, and they're coached by Wayne Bennett. So we know that Parker's a massive loss. We both love Parker, but um, I just think there's too many quality players on that side. And I think, much like you had written in your article on the WordPress there, if you haven't seen it on the page, have a read. I think their draw is pretty good as well. Yeah, well, so, they've got the advantage that they more often than not get a seven-day turnaround. They're always playing, uh, obviously, a lot of games at Suncorp. I think they get 13 games at Suncorp because one of the... I'm pretty sure it's the Bulldogs that takes that game up there and they play Brisbane uh, technically away, but it's at Suncorp. So they Mm. get 13 games at home out of 24. So they're only on the road. And one of those road games is usually to the Gold Coast, which is a half-an-hour drive. So theoretically, they're only travelling for 10 games of the year. Yeah, it's a pretty Uh, good situation. And a lot of those are on seven-day turnarounds. So... I just like I like that aspect of it, and it's easy for it's easy for players to get up on Channel Nine games. Yeah, you know I know now big that every time. game's televised, but you know big Friday night games, uh, you know they the players do get up for those. So yeah, it, there's just a lot of a lot of advantages Brisbane have got, and obviously salary cap advantages as well. I know they've lost Parker, but look, Parker was getting weaned out of that side gradually at the back end of that year anyway. Like, he, yeah. he didn't play a lot of minutes in the in the loss. Well, even that semi-final, he could have put him back on when everyone was gassed. He, he left him on the yeah. bench for a long time to give Arrow and Pangai a bit of a run. So, yeah. uh, I don't see them falling out. I can't have him as a dark horse. I know there's a lot of question marks there, but I, I just think with Wayne Bennett and the quality of the squad they've got, I don't see them falling out of the eight. That's just me. But uh, some of the other games heading round one, the Panthers, great expectation for their season. They're playing against the Dragons. Not much expected of them. You think that may be a bit of a slow start for the Penny Panthers? Oh, I just... They they tend to struggle away from home. Mm. Uh, and they tend to... Well, that's going to have to change. Theoretically, they... legitimate premiership contender, that's for sure. As, um, well, Mr. Gossip, he's coming up, but he uh, we've, we've put his interview in the can, and he highlighted some points about Penrith and the way they start the year also, so... Mm. Oh, look, I've got Penrith. I've got them finishing six, but I, I think well, I wouldn't be shocked if they finished uh, in the top four. I've got them winning fourteen games, and I think you have to win fifteen games to get into the top four. So, yeah. look, I think the biggest thing for Penrith is they need to win. They're going to play ten games at Penrith because they're going to take one game to Bathurst and one game to New Zealand. So that's a little bit of a disadvantage for them if we're talking about Brisbane yeah, having fourteen at home. That's right. Penrith only have the ten at home. I think they're going to have to win eight 
to nine games at home to really solidify position in the top four because it is going to be difficult. If you've got a 50-50 record on the road, that's pretty good in the NRL. Yeah. So, you know, in Especially that case... Especially if you've got a harder draw playing. Yeah, a so seven and seven. The Storm, the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Sharks. If they're the teams you're going to play, Correct. you're going to need to win at least. If they, if they go seven and seven on the road or theoretically travelling games, right, they're going to have to win eight eight out of the ten home games finishing the top four. Yeah. So I think that's, that's going to be the focus for Penrith, making their home games... Uh, you know, really, really important and placing a high priority on winning those. Yep. Dragons, uh, obviously, like I said, hard expectations them. Don't expect much. Don't know what the points are coming from. McInnes, solid player, but I don't think he's, you know, going to be much of a difference there. Dugan, only one try assist. Widop has been slowly getting worse. There's a lot of discomfort now as well after Hunt got paid. They don't want to pay Dugan as much. They don't want to pay Widop as much. And I think that's justified, but they're both asking for that corner coin. So I think this year's already going into the dumpster for the Dragons, unfortunately. Yeah, I- but... Um, you don't want to play to... them. You don't want to play the Tigers. You don't want to play Newcastle early on. You want to play those sides that are expected to be down the bottom after a bit of wear and tear. Because at the moment, for this first month, they're going to be in FU mode. Prove, I'm going to prove everyone yeah. wrong. And mode. the other thing about these other teams that always starts off slow the year and people don't take into account, same as the trial results. Teams like the Raiders, a lot of guys didn't come back until after Christmas. Correct. Melbourne players have barely trained at all. Cameron Smith, your Kronks, these guys didn't come back until mid-January. Yeah. So they've basically trained, if you're lucky, for maybe four to six weeks. They haven't been in the heavy lifting because they have that extra schedule of going deep into the finals, playing internationals. So them, the Cowboys, Storm, Broncos, the Sharkies, any of the teams that were heavily affected by reps never seemed to really start off on a quick foot because there's a lot of guys who have only just kind of rolled back in. Yeah. They pick up when it matters at the back end of the year and they get going after, say, four or five rounds. But um, a couple of those teams, I suppose, before we finish up uh, and get into these interviews, we've got MG... And gossip on today, the Titans, your mob, they're starting off with that. Pete's not a great way to start. LG's fresh back from an injury. Him and Taylor talking that, you know, it's going to take some time. And Haynes got an injury cloud on him as well for round one. Has Proctor been injured in the offseason? So there's a few question marks for a team that doesn't have a lot of depth. I think the 1-7 seven is really, really good. And their opponent for round one, the Roosters, are coming back. Uh, I think this year with a bit of a vengeance, Robinson will want much better, as will the playing group. Then a 15th uh, place start. And I think round one may be, be a bit hard for the Titans. Yeah, I think so too. Obviously, with the injury concerns, the Roosters really, really wanted to prove a point. I think it's going to be a tough game. And traditionally, we don't have a you know, home ground isn't a real fortress. I think that's got to change. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, Roosters will have a lot of travelling fans. They've got fans everywhere. Uh, they're similar. They're probably Brisbane's version of uh, or Queensland's version of the Broncos, aren't they? Or Sydney's version of the Broncos, in that they they get a lot of travelling fans and they will have a lot of support up on the Gold Coast. So uh, I think. Historically, it's only the Warriors that get a bigger uh, crowd support up there to the to the Titans games. Otherwise, the Roosters they always get a good crowd on the Gold Coast. So, mm. uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see. Obviously, Brisbane and a, and a high Kiwi population up on the Gold Coast. But yeah, the Roosters always get a good crowd there. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. They got a strong lineup. A lot of people tipping them to do good things this year. And we get our first look also at two English internationals, Joe Greenwood. Freshly transferred in from St. Helens, replacing Zeb Taylor there. You think he probably starts straight away in the back row or maybe off the bench week one. We're not too sure about that. And Dan Sargentson over from Wigan. Um, he'll probably get a run in the centres most likely, unless Haynes out. He might get a crack at fullback, which is what he seemed to play over there. But first look at them. Uh, the other couple of games that are left, we mentioned the Warriors just then. They're starting off without firing for the first two weeks, but they get probably the best opponent you could possibly get if you're not going to be starting with your full side, they get the Newcastle Knights, who I think will start, like you said, in FU mode. They'll be want to prove a point. They'll be high in energy. They're really good in the trial game. 
that I watched against the Raiders, but the Raiders did run on basically half their side for only 15 minutes and then got them off the field. So Yeah, it's hard to read anything into it, isn't it? Hard to read into it, but I want to see Luke start off the year well. I want to see Johnson start off the year well, and obviously I'm interested to see Sheck and his health, but the big question for me is their forward pack. I think they should win round one, but we know they've got a bad track record starting the year. Last year, Definitely. they gave like 24 unanswered points in 15 minutes at Campbelltown. Come back at the end of the game, only to lose by a try, I think. Mm. Uh, it was like 30-26 or 28-24 this way, like I'm going to have a little crack at Newcastle, at the odds they're at. Yeah, well, Newcastle, like I said, very, very good in that trial. Confidence is high. Again, they're going to be enthusiastic. Uh, so I, I like them. Their spine, uh, not quite settled just yet. They know Pong is coming the year after, but for this year, it looks like Dylan Pythian, who got a couple of games late last year, has now made it. Bit of a home there. He's getting first crack at fullback. Brock Lamb's getting first crack at 5'8 alongside Hodkinson. And Danny Levi, they have massive hopes for him to be the next Kiwi international hooker after Isaac Luke. Back injuries last year, all sorted now. Looked very, very sharp last week. So they're looking for growth from those guys. Barnett and Mataudia in the back row look very, very good. And they're looking for Bura to kind of lead from the front along with Costjays when he gets back. So another year of growth, you'd have to think, for the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Tigers South, round one. Tigers, like we just spoke about before, some off-field. Bits and pieces, those four guys off contract. It's a bit hard to read into their situation. Salary cap's got them hamstrung. They basically couldn't bring in anyone uh, besides McIlrick on a second-tier deal and Idris on the cheap. So I don't really know what to make of them. I don't think they'll be featuring in the finals. South, no Reynolds, but uh, they're looking for a bounce-back year. They finished last year very, very strong. You'd expect the Burgesses hopefully to do a lot better. They all had bad years, especially error-wise last year. Farrow with a point to prove. Cody Walker had a big year. He'll be looking to put a stamp on this year and prove he's one of the better halves in the competition. So uh, I think the Tigers may have a hard task round one, even without Reynolds there. Mm, yeah, well, it's, it's hard to know. Hard to know definitely how they're going to come out on the back of, you know, obviously they've got rid of Farrow and then all the off-season, uh, you know, ins and outs and talk and pressure, and they just can't seem to avoid it, the Tigers. So I think the best thing for them will be that getting out on the field and being able to just put all the other crap behind them and play a bit of footy, South, similarly, you know, they've got Farah. There's a lot of talk about, you know, whether they're about to bounce about to bounce back and push themselves back up the table or whether they're going to uh, slide again. I tend to think that they're probably going to bounce back a little bit. But yeah, I still think similar end, yeah, end around, up around where they did last year, particularly now with Adam Reynolds out for well, We spoke in our weeks, previews so. that that's a big factor for yeah. me, leaving them out, that he generally has been falling apart the last few years. And, and sure been, enough held together by sticky tape and he missed the nines with a hamstring problem and here we are he's played one game in the charity shield and he's already missing four weeks so. exactly um, as much as I think they can move Johnston to fullback and put G.I. at six and Walker at seven if they wanted to yeah. which is still very strong or even Farah in the halves he's got the ability to play there and cook to nine it's not very convenient to have a state of origin half in a great kicking game which is something the biggest thing you lose with him correct already off the field before the season kicks off so see what happens with them but um the last one's probably to talk about, I think, here that we haven't mentioned that as far as the games and just the teams in general. The Eagles and the Eels, they're both looking for bounce-back years. Both had horror years off the field and bits and pieces happening. The Eagles, new coach, new staff, touted all these big signings, had a big turnover of players. Uh, done it again this year with another 10 players, flipped over almost 20-plus players in two years. I think the pressure is on Barrett. Getting green with Cherry Evans is massive. The Trebojevic brothers, um, you know, Tapio needs to step up. Miles needs to step up. Brown was horrible last year. He needs to step up. But mm. I don't know if there's enough there. And RP Coruscant is basically the only recognisable nine. And they've brought Hastings in to back that up. He was obviously 
very much untouched by almost every single club, so I don't know how he's going to fit in, but this might be his last chance already for someone who's so young um, and Parramatta. Norman's got a point to prove. There's a lot of guys in this side. Gutherson, Finningham at six, French at fullback, uh, Nathan Brown over there. I thought they made some good signings, but I don't really know what to make of them, and I think these sides will both maybe you know show some signs during the year, but I, I don't think they're going to be finals teams. Yeah, I tend to agree. I agree, absolutely. And uh, well, the Eels, they, they've got an excuse in the fact that they had to flip the side yeah. Because of the salary cap crisis, losing Pete, the players they lost were unforgivable. Pete's Paula, yeah, exactly. Norman, you know whether he can be a leader and not a goose. That's that's going to be a big thing for them. Yeah, I, I love Brad Arthur. I think they're on the right track, but I think it's going to be a year where they sort of plateau out a little bit, and they're going to have to rebuild the key positions and sort of sort their roster out a little bit. Manly, on the other hand, I think this is. I don't. Think, I don't think if they miss the eight, Barrow gets sacked. He needs to be close, though. But I think, yeah, he's going to have to improve on last year. And a big part of that, I think, is they, they need to start well. Last year, you know, they had Walker at six and, you know, Barrett was saying he's a six and I'm going to keep him there and yada, yada, yada. Here we are 12 months on. He's back in the centres. They've purchased Blake Green. I think that's a huge step forward. I think what is also a huge step forward is they've sort of handed over the keys to the Trebojevic boys. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see success straight away, but I think that's definitely the way forward for Manly and I expect them to be better this year. They need to be, basically, I'm with you, they need to be ninth, 10th, just missing out by a game or two. Yeah. Um, and then with the squad they've got, you're talking Trebojevic, Walker, the halves they've got, Tapiao, um, these couple of guys, and then flip again. Say if Matt and Stewart get retired, that hurts him a little bit, but they have money for next year. Yeah. Basically, they need to be right on the fringe with that core group they've got there. They've got some rep players, and then they need to make maybe one or two moves next year, maybe offload Miles as well and use that money to get a few more younger blokes in there, and then they can move back into finals contention. Definitely. It's, uh, they've probably got five or six really, really nice pieces there. There's just not enough in the squad, I think. And Parramatta, similar deal. Everyone knows they've got money because they got screwed over, and they've done a bit of a patch-up job for this year. But Brad Arthur is going to be on the market, and they're going to have money to spend. So uh, a bit of an interim year for them. But that's just a quick chat, I guess, about some of the sides before round one. You obviously know our predictions. We gave our top eight premieres, all the bits and pieces, but for this episode, for this week, we've got an interview that we've pre-recorded with Mr. Gossip and MG. Mr. Gossip gives his top eight and his season predictions, as does MG, and we do our tips for the year, kicking off round one with Gossip and all the odds, brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet with the NRL or in any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday as well, so obviously it's been a bit hard without lineups and much to go off leading into round one, but this is the circumstances considering our work commitments this week, but over the first few weeks, we're going to have to gauge what we're going to do now that the schedule's changed with a Thursday night game, and if the NRL is going to release the lineups on Monday or still on the Tuesday. If it is the case they're still out on the Tuesday, we're going to be tipping a little bit blindly on the Monday. I think you'd agree with me, Brock, it's best to release this on a Monday night so you get a couple of days to listen yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, if we do it Tuesday nights like we used to, the Thursday night game, realistically... You're going to be listening to it at, you know, bloody 9, 10 o'clock Tuesday night, and then you've got Wednesday or Thursday day. So uh, we're going to have to make that choice or decision once we see what happens. But the NRL is finally back. We'll now cut this off and get you into Mr. Gossip, hear his thoughts on the season, and give our tips for round one thanks to WilliamHill.com. And then we have MJ on to give his thoughts for the season as well, his top eight. And uh, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league, everybody.
then he makes his triumphant return for 2017. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Mr. Gossip. How are you doing, champion? Good, gentlemen. Is this our, it's our fourth year, I think? Uh, year five. I had a look, actually. Year start this year. It's year five. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, back then, we were much younger and much more handsome. Oh, God, I think I've looked 40 the whole time. I haven't aged a day, but I'm already 40. <laughs> much more knowledgeable as well, I reckon. Mm, very smart. Oh, 100%. Very, very well, smart. bring on the footy. Exactly, mate. What's been doing in your off-season? What's been happening? Plenty of drinking and laying by the beach <laughs> and snooping around for yeah. some dirt and going to Thailand rehab trying to see what the play's up to or what? What's been happening? <laughs> <laughs> Bugger all, really. Spent some time down in Wollongong and... Um... With one of the NRL Gossip's um, sponsors, League and Legends, they down there, courtesy of them. So that was that was pretty smick, but no, pretty quiet, boys. Pretty. I think Brock, Brock did all the travelling for all of us. Mm. I like said, Jet set around, big boy. Don't worry about that. It was uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cold in in America. So it was well, I think it was forty degrees the day we we flew out. Or we flew out just before Christmas. Forty degrees here, and we landed in New York, and it was one degree. So talk about a kick. Right to the nuts. When as soon as you get off the plane, yeah, it was pretty cold, but uh, yeah, it was good, good times. And then got off the plane here, and I think it was thirty-five. Good times. So yeah, enjoyed the pictures you put up on um, fifth and last. They were good. Yeah, a few shared a few. So did plenty of sport and all sorts of yeah sorts of gear. So the Falcons couldn't win the Super Bowl. They kicked me in the nuts. But yeah, the Patriots. <laughs> so. That's got to be the worst sporting moment of my life. It was but, a very, uh, it was a very bittersweet moment. It was moment. Both, both the best and worst uh, day of my life, I reckon. From a <laughs> oh, sporting okay, perspective, the best Super Bowl, best Super Bowl ever. You can say you've been there. Not many people can say that. Mate. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I, I, we were messaging each other because it was quite bittersweet because I was on the couch in absolute disbelief, but I was pretty crushed to sit, think that you were sitting there on your own at the stadium and the Falcons <laughs> got right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pretty awkward moment. But I could have could have killed someone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Goss, mate, uh, the season is on hand. You're a Panthers man. Similar thoughts to MG. I'm guessing we spoke about before. There's a lot of talk this year that they're in for a big year. What do you reckon? Well, this is it. This is this has got to be the year. Um, there's no ifs, there's no buts. They've been building for a long time. They've got the squad now. There's there's no excuses. Uh, for once, we're sort of starting a season with. With not too many injuries, so it's, uh, it's put up or shut up, really. Yeah, well, I think uh, the bookies have pretty much got them right near the top, William Hill and most others. We both had them uh, in the eight. I had them fourth. The Brock's got them sixth. I kind of think they may be the Canberra of last year. I don't know if they can quite get the job done this year, but I think they may put a nice little streak together and find themselves in a prelim. But uh, besides them, I'm guessing you probably have similar thoughts about the Storm. Cowboys, Raiders uh, being up there in the eight again, but who else do you see fighting their way into the eight or teams, uh, you know, being around that time of year? Yeah, well, my top four, I've got the Storm uh, finishing first, uh, then I've got the Raiders, Panthers and Sharks, so that's that's my top four. Um, I think the bottom bottom four was, the bottom four of the eight was harder. I've got uh, Cowboys, Broncos, Roosters and Rabbits, so some notables there. Obviously the Bulldogs I've got uh, not to, to make the eight, and I've got the Warriors up to make the eight as well. But uh, that's, even though it's their squad, it's no great surprise. Yeah, I think we probably agree when we did ours that probably from sixth or seventh all the way back to twelfth, you've kind of got a log jam there. Uh, you know, I, I think like sides such as the Warriors, the Roosters, the Titans, Souths, Eels, and probably the Bulldogs, we basically put the pen through Newcastle, the Dragons, the Tigers, and the Eagles, even though looking at uh, Cherry Evans and Green. I just don't think there's enough help there for those two blokes. So we basically had 12 teams that were left there to fight. But um, you obviously got similar thoughts there, leaving out the Dogs and the Warriors and 
Uh, probably South and the Titans. I think the Titans were one really hard one along with South for me to leave out. Yeah, it's tough uh, with the Titans. I wasn't too sure what to do with them. But um, like you guys, look, I've, I've got I've got the Knights for the spoon. But I actually spent some time in Newcastle in the in the off season um, gallivanting around, and there is so much optimism, and, and the place is buzzing. Even though they finished last, and no one's given a bit of hope, the, the town is buzzing. And I can't say that for for the Dragons. It's miserable down there. There's already talk that Hasler might be at the Dragons next year. There's talk that um, Widdop wants out. Uh, Dugan's not happy with the money they're offering. So I, I don't pick a good year for the Dragons either. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if the Knights and the Dragons did battle it out for that wooden spoon. Yeah, well, I think the odds I looked at that, basically similar reasons for what you were saying, it was $1.65 with William Hill for the Dragons. I think Newcastle, sorry, Newcastle to be the, the Spooners. The next favourite was the Dragons at $5. So there's probably not too bad a value there if someone wanted to chuck a cheeky uh, $20 or a 50 on that one. But things definitely not looking too good. Talk that Dugan and Widdock basically both said they wanted Hunt-like money, otherwise they were going to leave. Yeah, we'll let them go. Yeah, so you can't pay either of them, can you? We've had this discussion no. before, and Brock agrees, I'm 100% sure on that. You're not yeah. paying either of those blokes 1.2 with the efforts they've got out of both of them. No, but they might be handcuffed to do so, so we'll just see what happens. Mm, quite interesting, but Premiers, mate, uh, you've got your top eight there. You reckon the Knights, are, again, we're all reluctant to really talk about it. They're probably going to get it again during this rebuild, but who do you think will take out the 2017 Premiership? i tell you what, I'm always hard on my club, but I'm... I'm going to tip the Panthers. Oh, he's um, in. I, I, I'm going for the 91 grand final replay. I think Panthers Raiders. That's, uh, that's what I'd love to see. And um, yeah, I, I think the fans can really do it this year. But don't do it this year. I can't see them. I can't see when they're going to do it. Well, they've got the, probably the best depth. Oh, you, you reckon? Or I think I tend to think that. I think there's another uh, year or two. Penrith. Yeah, I, I, I reckon they're only just two. entering the period. So I think they'll, they'll probably add maybe one or two more over the off season and. I think this is the start of probably a four- or five-year period where they could win it. I think the, the only position that's really under threat, and I wouldn't be too worried about it, is some of the backline spots. Uh, someone like a Farah who's off contract is on good money. I think they'll end up letting him go because they've got um, some pretty good players there. Cleary's under under lock. I think uh, most of the forward pack's tied up, Tamo, Merrin, all these yeah. guys. I reckon there's probably this year and next year to keep this all together before they have to start making some well, decisions. Well, the key to Penrith is now, now Junior. that you've got your first grade, side intact is now starting to rebuild similar to what they did in 2010 when Gus arrived and then making sure that they're just rolling these players over so they're just chock full of depth yeah, not not taking the focus off the juniors like they tend to do when they get a good first grade side yeah. and then when all shit hits the fan they go oh we've got no juniors because we have, we've probably neglected it so they've got to be able to do both and I think Gus is fully aware of that uh, and I think this is going to be start of a very, very long period where Penrith is going to be... I think they're going to be similar to Brisbane. They're going to be yeah. in the eight nearly every year. Well, I'm pretty sure, looking the other day, all the contracts don't start again really until 2019 for important mm. talks. So they're pretty locked into this squad. They've done a pretty good job to secure it. So you've got them playing the Raiders and winning the comp. You had the Storm finishing as the Miners. Is there somebody there, Gossip, that you think is a bit of a dark horse? Um, yeah, I've got my... It's going to sound a bit silly because I've been up there the past couple of years, but last year they'll know where... I've got the Rabbitohs. I've got the Rabbitohs on the improve. I was really impressed with them towards the back end of last year. I think they'll improve. I think they'll be in the eight. I've got them finishing eight, actually, but it's uh, definitely an improvement on last year when uh, they were written off pretty much halfway through the year. So I've got Rabbitohs as my uh, dark horse. Yep. I've got my slots. Yep. Sorry, yep. mate. you got your slider and your improver? 
Yeah, I've got my slider as uh, the Bulldogs. Uh, no real change to their roster. Has on the in, on the out, on the in, on the out. So I think he'll be gone. Um, and what was the other one? Improve. I've got the Roosters. I mean, everyone will have to have the Roosters shortly after the shopping start to last year. They've got a good squad. I'm, they'll definitely improve. I've got them finishing seventh. So a huge improvement there. Yeah, I think we've pretty much had similar kind of ones. I had them as my uh, improvement. My dark horse was the Broncos. I know a lot of time you wouldn't think them to be a dark horse, but there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about them bar missing the eight from a couple of people this year. So uh, a bit of a different circumstance there. The Dahlia medal, mate, a bit of a random one, but one out there that people like to have a dig at, mainly for betting purposes. Do you have anyone that thinks a clear-cut favourite to win the Dahlia? Yeah, I've got Thurston uh, to win the Dahlia, a bit of a boring one there, but... Um... I've got a few others here. I've got uh, the leading try scorer. I've got uh, Bevan French, the uh, leading try scorer. Um, point scorer, I've got James Maloney. And my $100 sure bet, I've got Melbourne to win more than 15.5 games at $2. And those odds are with your friend, William Hill. Well, there you a go. great bet. Yeah, well, I think uh, we both had the same one, didn't we, Brock? We had Cowboys top four as our Will Hill uh, $100 yeah. short bet. It's the same one I had last year, and I think your one seems pretty good as well. We've both got them finishing top four, so basically you have to win about uh, 15, 16 games. I think Storm definitely will be hungry after last year to make that mark. So your $100 short bet with com. Storm over 15.5 wins at $2. Mate, is there anyone else? Like, Do you agree? So the Knights, the Dragons. What do you think of the Tigers? This is one team that a lot of people... Some people are putting them at the bottom of their eight. Other people are saying they'll go absolutely nowhere. I can't see it. I think this contract situation, the whole coaching thing that Jason Taylor saying, don't ask me about the contracts. We don't know what's going on there. I think getting rid of Farrell was probably a good thing and there'll be some, uh, you know, a bit of a clearer vision of what's going on. But for the Lovett thing to pop up, the drugs issue, uh, then you hear they were trying to offload him beforehand and then Simona they were trying to offload now. He's got done for gambling. It all seems a bit dodgy and I think the club knew about it, to be honest. Yeah, look, the Tigers are held together by the 6-7-1. I mean, a lot of teams are, but you get a, a key injury to one of those players, their fullback Tedesco, he seems to be always injured. So they rely too heavily on those three. Um, I don't think they'll go any higher than sort of third last, but I don't know, they're, a young, they're a young side, I guess. They could surprise, but I, I wouldn't have them anywhere near my sort of top eight or top ten or twelve even. No, we don't have them there. And the Eagles, the other one we talked about before, Brett Stewart probably not going to even make it back to the field. Matt I, they're trying to push to get these guys uh, medically retired by the NRL. Cherry Evans, Green, seems nice. You've got Tapia and a couple other blokes there, but uh, I think there's just a bit lacking there in that squad. The back line's pretty thin. The forward pack's okay, but not a great amount of depth. And it seems the, the huge turnover two years in a row that there might be a bit of pressure on Trent Barrett. What do you reckon? Yeah, I like them better than the Tigers, but again, a young side coming through. They've had a lot of years at the top, the Seagulls, so you know, a few years down the bottom won't hurt them. They're rebuilding, so um, also, I reckon we'll see some flashes of brilliance with them this year. And no Monday night footy anymore. They used to love a, an upset of Monday night footy, so there goes that chance. Nice. Um, but yeah, I don't think Manly will. I reckon they'll finish probably 13th, just one ahead of the Tigers. Yep, and uh, I think you had the Warriors out and the Bulldogs. We both had the Bulldogs out. We've both just put the Warriors in. Is it just simply what we usually find every year? They're just a team that you can't trust, or is there something more for you there that you can't put them in your well, I, I tell you what, the past probably two or three seasons, everybody's had them. Some people have had them as their minor premiers. You know, people have them finishing in their top four, but no one's speaking of them this year. So who knows? No pressure on them from the media. So who knows? They might just do well. But. Um, on going on past seasons, you, you, you couldn't tip them. 
No, you don't think so, could you? And I suppose the other one a lot of talk about uh, is the Sharkies. We basically, every year, seem to have a couple of teams that we thought could go back-to-back. It's proven too much of a challenge. A few have made it to the Final Four, but they're a side this year. No Ennis, which is a massive loss. Benny Barber heads out the door that a lot of people are speaking of possibly missing the eight as well. You've got them in. Me and Brock have also got them in, but do you think that's a possibility that they miss the eight? Well, I've got them in out of respect, I think, from last year. We haven't really, obviously, been playing much at all this year, but but they got there last year because of their nine and their one, and they're not there. So um, they're not going to be as feared. Look, I'll, I'll keep them in my head, like I said, out of respect of the pre- Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Is that deserve, I think, to be mentioned in the eight. But um, having said that, it wouldn't all surprise me if they weren't there. It's, it's very hard these days, as we've seen over the years, to, to back up after a premiership. Everyone wants to beat you. Here's a, here's a benchmark. So it'll be interesting to see how they go anyway. Gallon's last year as well, I believe. So they'll want to send him out in the high. It'll be very interesting. 100%. Well, mate, I think that basically sums everything up as far as your predictions for this year. You've got your top eight. It is the Storm, the Raiders, the Panthers, the Sharks as your top four. Cowboys, Broncos, Roosters, Rabbits close it out. Panthers as your premiers. Knights for the spoon. Stormers, the miners. The Dark Horse, the bunnies. Improve the Roosters. Slider, dogs. Dally, MJT. $100 sure bet for William Hill. Storm to win over 15 at $2. Maloney as your point scorer. And tries, Bevan French. Guess what? Tipping comp. Yeah. Who's the defending champ? Here we go. You won it last year. I know. Show box, I know yeah. I of course you know. know of course you know. You know. We're a bit early, like I said. Uh, circumstances have made it this way, but we'll get a bit of a gauge over the first few weeks how we're going to do things. Change of Monday night football and Thursday night football has made it a bit awkward uh, as far as lineups and whatnot. Not also highlight on the first two-time champion. Well, there you go, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Back to back. Back to back. You feel good? I wasn't back to back. I was a two-time champion. I think I won it first year and then last year. So you boys have got one each. and Yeah. I've well, got at two. least everyone's got a title. I'm not the NRL. You yeah. know, there's a couple. I think yeah. it's your mob and the Warriors. Yeah, I'll bring it up. Yeah, I'm bringing it up. Yeah. I'm bringing it up. But <laughs> same, we've, same as the Atlanta Falcons. No titles. We've all got a trophy. All right? So yeah. it's all good. But we start things off. We're a bit in the dark here, but we're going to have a stab. All hey, these odds do it. for the tips brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Things kick off. It is Cronulla versus the Broncos Thursday night. It is at the prison. What do we reckon, boys? Who you got? Oh, this is tough. The thing I like about this is that both teams went to England. So I don't think either team has a great advantage in that they've travelled less or more or whatever. Uh, I think the Sharks at home... Uh, first game back since obviously they've won the competition. I'm going to tip them based purely on that, uh, but I would not be surprised if the Broncos won. I thought both sides are pretty ordinary in England, yeah. But you don't know what to take out of that game, and they both would have had, obviously had their mind on this. So I'll take Cronulla, but I think it'll be very very tight. Well, 
I'm only going to tip the Broncos, even though I thought they were absolutely awful, going off the fact that I think the hooker situation is going to take a few weeks to sort itself out, whether it be Brayley, yep. Cherrington, who wasn't even there, or Farmanu, and Holmes is not supposed to play maybe the first few rounds. So okay. off that alone, as bad as Brisbane were, and I, I think they'll start slow as well, I'm going to go the Broncos, but... Tipping against the Sharks at the prison is always a hard yeah, tip. Yeah, you, so. you're going against your own rule, mate. Yeah, I mean, I'm going against my own rule at the mm. prison. But what do you reckon, Gossip? Oh, mate, it's, it's a hard one. to definitely a flip of the coin this early on. But uh, I'm going to go to the Broncos. Uh, oh, I'm no already Valentine up one. Holmes. <laughs> He's already <laughs> up. <laughs> I, think, I think no Valentine Holmes is a big loss. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just I don't know. It's first round, isn't it? So I'll go to the Bronx. Yeah, this... when, in, when in doubt, you tip the home team. Right? Yeah, that's the one. The next well, game. That's what I use it. Yeah, so that's why you two didn't yeah. tip the home team. Fair enough. We'll just go against the prison. Muppets. Well, we'll see what the prison. <laughs> we'll see what the prison rule does to us. But the odds with WilliamHill.com: a dollar eighty-five for the Sharks to win at the prison, a dollar ninety-five for the Broncos. Minus one is the line. One to twelve is three twenty for the Sharks, three thirty for the Broncos. Thirteen plus four dollars for the Sharks and four fifty for the Brisbane Broncos. Friday night, it is the Bulldogs versus Melbourne. This is usually. A pretty fiery clash, the 2012 Grand Final. Um, this one's awkward again, just because... It's at Belmore. It's at Belmore, which is massive, and then Melbourne... And it's the weird... This is the new slot. This is the new time this slot. This is the, the new time slot, slot, but you have to take into account, and I still haven't read it officially, but you're all telling me that Tohu Harris is out. Well, he's out. So if Tohu Six Harris and Kevin Proctor are both gone for round one, and Billy Slater, they're saying, won't be back for round one either, I'm a bit worried that we're going to get ambushed. And as much as I absolutely hate tipping against our own side, we are usually perennial slow starters. So uh, I'm going to have to do it. It's at Belmont. I'm going to go the dogs just to make this one very ugly. I don't really know where the points are coming from. But if we're missing both our back rowers and Billy Slater round one, taking young Brody Croft there with a patched up back row, I'm a little bit worried. So I'm going to tip the Bulldogs. I'm tipping Melbourne because I think the Bulldogs are bad at football. And I think Melbourne just very good. There you go. That's simple. <laughs> I don't like care it. where he is. <laughs> this game could be played in Sri Lanka. I don't give a <laughs> going to go to the Storm as well, but I tell you what, if anyone can get to Belmore for a 6 o'clock kickoff on a Friday night, you See, deserve a medal. I thought, absolutely I, I thought right, the whole point of having this 6 o'clock game was the NRL was like, well, everyone in the city is going to travel to the game, and you know, so we're going to have it in Brisbane, and we're going to have it in, you know, uh, like Sydney, so it'd be Allianz-based games. I thought, I thought it'd just rotate between probably Melbourne... New Zealand, I think, is probably a good time slot because they're, what, a few hours behind us? Yep. So I think you'll find New Zealand, New Zealand will get a few games, but otherwise I thought it was in CBD, yeah. somewhere where people finish work and then go to the game. I've driven they there. They had the first one at Belmont. Yeah, I've driven there to do commentating for Cup, and it's, it's a pain in the ass to get to when there's no traffic or nothing going on yeah. during the day. So good luck yeah. to an NRL yeah. match to try and get to Belmont. Correct. Uh, but, yeah, yeah I, feel like a, I feel like... I feel like... packed out. Yeah, 100%. But, but I feel, feel like a bit of an idiot, but it's just those things that kind of worry me. If Harris and Proctor are both gone and no Slater around one going there with Croft, uh, it's a bit of a patch-up back You're on tilt so. early on, big boy. I'm, I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> Matt, the back row is a massive... Yeah, you'll probably go two from two. I still haven't read it anywhere about the Harris thing, though. You've both told me today, I think, so... I'm still waiting We've to just had our NRL fantasy draft gossip. He's, he's a bit rattled. But I'm going to have to... He's a bit rattled, isn't he? <laughs> oh, mate, you're losing both the back rows. I love both of them. So it's, it's a hard one for me. But the odds with WilliamHill.com, the Storm are the favourites. $1.77. The Bulldogs are two oh five minus one and a half is the line. One to twelve for the Storm is three ten. Three forty for the Dogs. One, uh, 13 plus for the Storm. Three seventy five. Four seventy five for the Bulldogs. You've also got on Friday night, South Sydney versus the Tigers. It's Robbie Brad versus Jason Taylor. <laughs> Hopefully we have a bit of a throwdown. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Matt Ballant's too nice a bloke to get a bit of stink in there. Maybe a little will give him a bit of a sledge, but 
looking forward to watching this one. Uh, I think this one's quite easy to tip, to be honest. I know Reynolds is out, but I'm still going to back South to beat the Tigers. I'm not too sure what the Tigers are going to do. They've already got an off-field issue. They've got four blokes off contract. I don't think it's going to be a really flashy year for them, so I'm going to stick with South. Yeah, I'm actually going to this game, so uh, I'm, not looking, I'm not overly looking forward to it. I'll be <laughs> taking my wife's nephews to the game. They're young young kids, so one supports South, one supports the Tigers, and we're obviously members there, so... We're getting for free, but uh, look, I'm not looking forward to the game. I think South will win, but having Reynolds out yeah, worries me. It does, uh, yeah. And the last time these two teams played, I was there again because we took the boys, but uh, West flogged them, mm. absolutely flogged them. So, uh, look, I'll tip South, but who knows? Yeah, I'm going to the Bunnies. Even minus Reynolds, I think they'll be too good for the Tigs. A few off-season things, as you mentioned, uh, in our struggle. I just think, yeah, Tigers are bad at football. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit there as well. On the Lovett situation, the Simona situation, apparently people are uncomfortable with O'Neill leaving, regardless of what the circumstances are. I think that's pretty poor effort by the players, if that's the case, to be uh, disappointed under the circumstances that we're not going to talk about. That's poor culture in my life. So yeah. see what's going to happen there. But the odds with WillHill.com, South Sydney, $1.65, $2.25 for the Tigers, minus 3.5 is the line. 1-12 to for the Bunnies is $3, 3 dollars for the Tigers, 13 plus. For Souths is three thirty five dollars for the Tigers. Super Saturday, and what a super day it is. Kicks off with the Dragons versus the Penny Panthers down there in the gong. This one's pretty easy for me again. Not picking a very bright year for the Dragons, unfortunately for them and their fans. The Penny Panthers, I'll be tipping them 100%. Yeah, difficult. I, I don't think it's difficult it's, at all. It's difficult because uh, Penrith, I don't know, they don't tend to start really fast. The Dragons, I think they'll have a lot of energy early in the season, but once they work out that they're not that good and they start to get touched up a little bit, um, I think they're going to struggle, but I'll, I'll tip Penrith. Uh, I don't like the fact that it's away from home and all those sorts of things, but I think it's a danger game, but I'll tip the Pennies. Goss? Yeah, I'm tipping I'm tipping the Penny Panthers as well. Dragons uh, pissed them right to death in Wollongong last year, so hopefully that doesn't happen again, but picking Trent Merrin to have a blinder and get three Dallium points and Give them a touch-up. Yeah, I think that one will be fairly lopsided. I'm not liking the Dragons' chances at all this season. But moving on to the second game, this one's an absolute cracker. It is the North Queensland Cowboys versus the Canberra Raiders up there in North Queensland. Uh, It's a hard one to tip, but looking at Canberra making a few changes here, and they're talking that Elliot Whitehead's been training at centre for the Croker situation. They've definitely got the coverage in the forwards, but I think they may struggle round one just to kind of patch that up and the rookie Nick Kotrick looking likely to get a debut on the wing now that Lee has been moved on to the Sharks I'm going to back the Cowboys up there and it'll be nice and warm to beat the Raiders yeah uh, I'll tip I'll tip uh, the Cowboys again home field advantage early on tough road trip for Canberra straight off the bat uh, and yeah, I'll just tip the Cowboys. Uh, Canberra, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Canberra win. I, I could come up with reasons that Canberra yeah. do win the game, but I'm just going to take North Queensland based on the fact it's up there. So, Yeah, I think it's going to take Canberra a couple of rounds for some reason to get going. I think the Cowboys will pip them on Saturday night. Um, yeah, the heat might be just too much for them. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that kind of stands out to me this time of year. It's been so warm here, I can't imagine what it's going to be like up there. And William Hill agrees they're a dollar forty favourite, two ninety five. So some cracker value for a very good side in the Raiders there. If you do think they can get the job in round one, minus eight is the line. I think that's pretty heavy. So plus eight start there on the the Raiders looks nice. One to twelve for the Cows, three oh five for the Raiders is four twenty five. Thirteen plus for the Cowboys, two forty. It is eight dollars for Canberra. The Titans and the Roosters wrap up Super Saturday. This should be another great match again. 
LG, and obviously Taylor, United. Hayne is there. Pete's unfortunately going to be out. Kevin Proctor and some good forwards, Ryan James, etc. Versus the Roosters who are looking to bounce back. Uh, the only player missing really for them is Tokiaho, so a fairly pungent lineup starting there. Year off this year with Mitchell Pearce on board, Luke Keary, a new signing, friend, Rory Hargraves, Cordner, etc. Uh, I'm going to tip the Roosters, not with a whole lot of confidence. I don't like, again, going against the home side in a tight game, but I'm just not sure without Pete's and the halves only starting to kind of work together for the Titans that uh, they'll start the year off with a bang. I think they'll take a couple of rounds to get going. Mm, agree. I think the Roosters will be one of the teams really looking to start off quickly. I think the Titans are going to be one of the teams with the injuries that are going to struggle in the first month or so, which for me is a reason I've left them out of my eight, even though I'm obviously a huge supporter of theirs. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to tip the Roosters. I do think, however, it's going to take a little bit of time for uh, Pierce and Kiri to gel. And mm. probably Mick Gordon as well. Like, there's going to be some... Yeah, new spine. But the yeah, forward pack... spine out there. But, yeah, I like their forward pack, providing they're all on deck. And, obviously, you've got Pete's. Uh, he's going to be out. And you've got yeah. Hayne under, under an injury cloud. So, And then, as you said, the halves and the combination there. Ash Taylor's actually came out publicly and said that he's a little bit worried about how much time they've had on the field together. Well, LG said even the other way. He well, doesn't feel trying... too confident yet how the year's going to pan out for him. He's just getting yeah. back into things. So, yeah, I think... And I don't know who the replacement nine is. The next man up's probably... Carl Lawton, they've moved on, I'm pretty sure, from Mosley. Friend obviously left, so there's not really another backup nine there. Yeah, That's the other situation that worries me, but yeah. Roosters for us too, what about you, Gossip? Yeah, if there was one team that I wouldn't... If I could choose a team that I didn't want to play in round one, it'd be the Roosters. Yeah. So much to prove. Um, yeah, the poor old Titans have got them straight up, but Titans traditionally over the past couple of years have had fast starts to the season, usually by round seven or eight, they're sort of up there, but... Um, yeah, Pete is a big, a big loss from nine, so I'm going to tip the Roosters. Like I said, lots to prove, and, geez, they've got to start better than they did last year. 100%, and uh, under Trent Robinson in particular, I think that's the big thing. He'll be wanting them to start with a bang, and William Hill agrees. They're $1.80 favourites, the Roosters, the Titans, $2. Minus 1.5 is the line, 1-12 to for the Roosters, 3.30 for the Titans, 3.60. 13-plus for the Roosters, 3.50 for the Titans is 4.50. And Sunday... The two games left over. We start off with the New Zealand Warriors against the poor old Newcastle Knights, but they'll be going there without foreign. So Arta Hingano most likely to play there at six. Kearney's basically penciled in lol here uh, to play on the wing for the whole year. Sheck's return, Luke coming back. The forwards worry me a little bit. I said that in our preview, but I had them in the eight. Newcastle very, very, uh, you know, upbeat and, and tried very hard in the trial game. I watched, watched against the Raiders the other week. I think they'll start the year with plenty of energy, but... Uh, even in this situation, I'm still not willing to tip them in New Zealand. and uh, I think they'll go hard probably for six or eight weeks, and then they'll start to feel the pinch a bit. So I'm going to go the Warriors. I, uh, if this game was in Newcastle, I would have tipped Newcastle, but uh, it's in New Zealand, so I'll take uh, the Warriors with absolutely zero confidence. Well, they can blow a game round one. They've done it just about every year. Well, I think it was Newcastle. Oh, they got flogged by the Tigers, Tigers last year, and they got flogged... Yeah, yeah Parramatta. by Parramatta. And they, I, I know they got beat by Newcastle in the early rounds, either last year or the year before, so... Yeah, I'll tip him, but with zero confidence. And the fourteen, the line of 14 and a half, I'll take a bit of that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to tip the Warriors, boys, but I know it sounds very stupid to say have a danger game in round one, but <laughs> it's a, <this laughs> is a bit of a danger game for the Warriors because, yeah, they can clock off very easily, as we know, and if they take the night flight, uh, it could be a bit of a surprise. Yeah, definitely that, that 15 margin, I'll, I'll have some of that too, I think. Yeah, yeah well, it's a pretty nice line with William Hill. They're $1.17 favourites, the Warriors. Newcastle, 5 10 at that line, minus 14 and a half. That's a decent start there for you. Uh, 1 to 12, the Warriors, 325, 6 
75 for Newcastle and 13 plus for the Warriors is a dollar 68. It is $15 for Newcastle for 13 plus. And the last game to close out round one is Manly versus Para. Traditional bit of a battle here. I think it was the 70s, maybe. I'm not too sure. Wasn't it really? Early 80s. There you go. I know people have talked about it before, but uh, Manly. New pair of halves. Cherry Evans has a partner this year. I'm still not 100% sure they've got enough in the forward pack. I'm hearing Curtis Sirenin will get first crack at the back row spot. Fanua Blake, Tapia, these guys. Lewis Brown will be looking for a better year. Nate Miles needs a better year. And I think they're very thin in the back line without Matt I, Stewart and some other guys moving on. So uh, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Manly. And it is at Lotto Land Oval now. It's no longer Brookvale Oval here and a lot of fans pretty up or uh, roared about that but I'm going to tip Parramatta not with a whole lot of confidence but um, I, I'm not a real big fan of Manly side this year so I'm going to tip Manly just because it's at home uh, and it's early rounds but again zero confidence and Parramatta I, I, they're, they're a suck it and see for me I've got them out of my eight I had them in my eight last year and you know without obviously the salary cap they would have landed in but I think they've regressed a little bit, and I think Manly have improved a little bit. I don't know whether Manly will finish above them on the eight, but I think they'll win this game. Yeah, I think Parramatta, with all the hurt from last year, will start firing. I think they'll beat Manly, and I think they'll beat them convincingly, to be honest. There you go. Yeah, I kind of think, again, I, I, I like what I saw a French at fullback. Norman's got a point to prove. There's some nice forwards they brought over. I think there'll be a lot of guys looking to start off with a bit of a bang, and Manly, I just, I just don't know what to think. There's a little bit going on still at their club as well, and few guys still fighting for positions, but uh, William Hill agrees with Brock. $1.77 Manly at home. Parramatta, two oh five, so a bit of value there if you like Para. Uh, minus two is the line. One to twelve for Manly is three twenty. And for Parramatta is three fifty. Thirteen plus for Manly, three forty five, and for Parramatta is four seventy five. Well, so. And a side note to that, Manly got flogged at home to start their season last year by the Bulldogs, so I think there'll be a little bit of motiv- motivation there. Trent Barrett won't want him to start the same way, so see what happens. That's fair enough, and good way to start with the tips. We've all got a couple different. Uh, the Broncos-Sharks game, Brock, you're on your own with the Sharks. The Dog-Storm game, I'm on my own with the Doggies, and then Eels-Manly. You're on your own there, and we've both gone the Eels yeah, gossip, so got a perfect we're going to start off with uh, you know a bit of, bit of shuffle straight away. Oh, yeah. Good times. And that Monday night footy, you guys going to miss it? Or? Oh, I, I love Monday night. I really do. Absolute G up. NRL, bang your head in the table. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> put it I in. love it on TV. And they put a bloody 6 game. o'clock Friday game. Yeah. Well, if yeah. The six, seriously, if the 6 o'clock Friday game outrates the Monday night game, I'll eat a hat. Like someone can bring me a hat and I'll cut it up and eat it. Because there is absolutely no way yeah, but, it's going to outrate Monday. I also don't and it's like... it's a TV game. It's a TV sport, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, but I There's also... all this shit about people going to the grounds. It's a TV sport. Yeah, and again, I also think that Thursday, and I don't know if you guys agree, for me, it's insulting because I have to get up on Friday and go to work. Monday, I know it's a work day, but that's a nice little gift because Monday's yeah. a shit day for me to come home Correct. and go, you know what? Work was crap today, but there's a game of football on tonight. We're going to have spaghetti, some sure. garlic bread, bulk it up, <laughs> sit and have a few brewskis, and I'm going to watch Monday Night Football. Correct. I like my routine on a Monday, and now it's gone. Yeah, you've taken that away from me. Todd, give me a call. Yeah. 100%. Well, at least we've got the, the 24-hour rugby league channel. We can watch that on Monday night, eh? True. Yeah, I'm not watching that Queensland-only show, though. Oh, That's how the hell <laughs> do those flops get their own show? Because they're their own country. See how they're jackhammering on the ad, they're jackhammering it away? That's It's been like that anyway. No one wants to go up there. You imbeciles. <laughs> <laughs> Queensland's their own how's country. You know how, on it. When they talk about, like, Mick Doon, oh, Mick Doon, oh, great Queenslander. 
Uh, oh, mate, he's Australian. He's not a Queenslander. He's competing in an international <laughs> sport. You idiots. <laughs> Oh. Seriously, send the hate mail. Hi, all the Queensland fans out there. Good way to start round one. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, mate, it's great to have you back on. We've got your predictions. We've got our predictions, MGs. We'll see how all of our thoughts have fared at the end of the season, but looking forward to another great year, champion. Absolutely, boys. Bring it on. Good stuff, mate. We'll see speak you to you next week. See you, guys. And we've arrived at that time. Round one is around the corner. We are recording our preview for round one on the Sunday. There's uh, a few little restraints coming up this week, so you'll be getting this one a bit earlier than usual. And we are joined right now by a regular good friend, top bloke. It is MG, mate. How you doing? Hello, boys. Can't wait for this season to unfold. It uh, seems like it's been forever since Sharky's played the storm. And uh, to be talking footy again is an uh, exciting thing. It is a very exciting time. We are on the precipice of kickoff of season 2017. We've done our season previews, mate, but what we're looking to do is get your thoughts, and we're obviously going to have Mr. Gossip on a bit later in the show so we can kind of finish our collective panel of thoughts of uh, who's going to be in the top eight this year, premieres, some little bits and pieces, but starting things off, I'm guessing you're pretty excited about the Panthers' chances this year. Mate, I am. Uh, I, I, look, it's, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm probably... I'm joining the other chorus of so-called experts who are, who are very excited by the uh, Panthers' you know, prospects this year, but I, in the same breath, I'm only too overexcited because it's inevitably it's kind of put the mocker on things that, you know, like, we're far out and hickey back and um, Tom out and Rain and even Tim Brown off the bench. Um, you know, it's going to create some... Uh, some selection headaches for, for Griffin, and that's, that's always a good thing for a club. It's, you know, um, we've still got, I think, Dallin, Dallin's out, Lutini is resting out for a couple of weeks, and Mantor's still on the bench, uh, still out of his ACL, so um, they're still going to feel a, a pretty formidable backline when they start the season, and their four pack, I think, can match anyone's in the comp, so yeah, um, quite, quite confident, actually. Yeah, I think most people are. I think we both had them in our... I had them in fourth. I think Brock had them sixth. I think they're a good chance of maybe getting to that prelim stage and more being like a Canberra Raiders were last year. I don't think... Not quite sure if I can see them knocking off the Storm or the Cowboys or someone of that ilk, but I definitely think they're going to be in and amongst it this year. But speaking of those teams, I think we'd all probably agree here. Storm, Cowboys, Raiders, Broncos are going to find themselves up there in the top eight, but there is a nice... I think G-Dog's got the Broncos out. Get the Broncos out. Yeah, well, that's why that's kind of my um, my shock for the year, I suppose. I, I can't. I, I think the Broncos done. They missed out in the eight, I think, for the first time in a, in a long time. But did they make, didn't they make it? I'm not sure if they made it last year. Um, yeah. Um, I just think Corey Parker is. You know, I, I don't think any team. Like obviously, first in the Cowboys brings back the mind and Smith. Uh, the storm, but taking out a, one player out of a club, Corey Parker's that player from the for the Broncos. I just think he's the way he's uh, he's, that good, he's in that good form last year. It's been a little shocked when he retired, and I think he had another good year. In, but uh, what a way to go out! And I think they're going to miss him bad. Uh, Hunt uh, signing the Dragons a year out. That's never that's never good. You know, look at look what happened to. Um, uh, Maloney at the Roosters or, or the Warriors, wherever he was when he signed that year, year before. He, he formed black, dropped. Um, 
I'll go this, I don't know. I'll just, you know, Wayne Bennett, any team with Wayne Bennett coaches, you've got to have a higher guard for, but uh, I just, I, I, I can't squeeze him into my, in my eight. In fact, I've got him finishing around nine uh, fifteen. That's fair enough. I've, we had a bit of a log jam there. I thought teams like the Titans look better one to seventeen, but I think they're lacking some depth and everyone gets injuries. Souths, I thought again, maybe the bottom of the eight, but I couldn't quite squeeze them in. Uh, the dogs I've had out last year, they seem to sneak in, but I couldn't put them in. So there are a few teams I think might be pulled there at the bottom, but uh, the Roosters are one I think will resurge a little bit and uh, they're looking pretty decent. And obviously the Warriors, every single year we basically put them in the eight. I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them, but I think, uh, you know, having Sheck there and he coming back, Luke, Johnson, etc. they have landed Harris, they've got a new coach, things seem to be heading that direction. You'd have to think that this year the Warriors have to make the eight or bust. Oh, big time. Yeah, I've got them at eight. I think the Warriors will, will, will squeeze in the eight, maybe limping. Um, you know, it all depends on Johnson again. Um, you know, I think his combination with Sheck will be paramount in, in, in trying to get them where they've got to be. And, um, you know, the full attack is kind of one of them, you know, unknowns that they bring some young blokes up and they go well and then they don't see much of them again or another club seems to purchase them. Um, but I like Luke back. Um, we've got a, a young hooker, another a young five eight who probably might be seventeen. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Like it's very it, obviously it's a crystal ball type thing this time of year because we've, we've got only last year to go on and um, and you know recruitment in off, in off season and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think look, well, I've got a, I think the Storm are going to be the team to beat again. Um, I just you know. Slater back. Um, they've lost some players, yeah, sure, but they never. They're, they're the one club that seems to be able to, be able to compensate easily for losing players. And um, as long as that bloke who wears the number nine's in their team, um, and it looks like he can play for another four or five years if he wants to. Cooper Cronk at halfback. Um, that, that for me, that one-two punch for them two in the team, plus some big buffers in the forwards, just basically doing what they're told. Um, they don't forget Munster and. Um, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's just, they're, they are, they're the benchmark. Uh, Cowboys, any team with Jonathan Thurston in it, um, have got to be respected. Um, but I, I think the Penny Panthers will play the, the Storm in the grand final this year, boys, eh? Big call. I think a lot of people would probably agree with you. A lot of people have been echoing uh, someone like the Storm, but the Panthers, the, the real one with the bookies, that especially picked up some love. But the Storm, would that be your pick if you're going to pick a Premier for this season? Yeah, yeah, I think Penrith are going to be. Yeah, Penrith. Look, Penrith are going to win the comp. Penrith will. You know, I think I saw a lot of comparisons between the Panthers and the Raiders. Um, the Sharkies. It's going to be hard for them to be the the hunted now after uh, after being the hunters all last year. It's, um, can they be so up um, for the for the whole twenty six rounds that were last year? Probably because um, they've, they've got a good. You know, Jack Burton, Valentine Holmes, two of the best players in the comp, young players in the comp. Um, Paul Gallon not playing Origin is a boost for the Sharks because he's there for that whole six week campaign um, and he's fresh. Um, but yeah, the Cow- look, I think the Cowboys, I think they'd be in my top four if I had to pick it now, would be the Sharks and the Cowboys and Panthers uh, in the Storm. Um, and just outside, there'd be the Raiders and the Roosters. I think, I think the Roosters are going to be the, the team to watch. We're going to be, uh, uh, you know, obviously, they can only go one way um, after finishing 15th. Last year, well, they can, they can go the other way, but I doubt they will. Um, you know, a more a more relaxed season, um, 
going into the season without any off-field dramas, um, it's always a boost. And then definitely got the cattle uh, to win. Latrell Mitchell could be anything, another year under his belt. So, um, yeah, I think the Roosters are going to be there. We're going to be the hearts of the play against actually the Roosters. So, I don't think any team who looks at their drawing looks at the Roosters and think it's an easy game. What about these birds in the background in my backyard? Can you hear them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, can't hear them, unfortunately. They're going off, Mate, bit of Kentucky Fried Bird if you want some. Get some crumb out. <laughs> So you've got the Storm, the Sharkies. So you've got the Storm, the Sharks, the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Roosters, and the Panthers. So that's six of your top eight. Who are the last two teams you probably have in? Warriors. Uh, the Titans and the Warriors. Titans and the Warriors. Yeah. I hope you're right, brother. I hope you're right. I think LG back uh, is, is going to be a big boost. He was he's unbelievable. The halves, I think, would be and big Ryan James will play play Origin. Um, you know, then Troy Long can. Yeah, and don't forget that bloke called Hayne as well after a full off season. You know, you hear a lot about Jared Hayne, uh, but until you see him out the footy field, uh, strutting stuff, um, I think the Lord's just got to hold our breath and wait and see how, how he's been in our season and how he goes. I think, I think it'd be good. I don't think Jared Hayne does anything by, by halves, and um, I'm pretty sure that Neil Henry will have him pumped uh, for round one. Well, let's hope so. They were talking about the contract situation. The Titans have basically put a deadline of May, which would probably be after about a month of football. Good on them for taking control of that situation. But top eight for you, Storm, Sharks, Cowboys, Raiders, Roosters, Panthers, Titans and the Warriors. And you think the Storm would be the Premiers, the wooden spoon, I'm pretty sure. No one really wants to talk about this because everyone's pretty much got the Newcastle Knights penciled in. Are you of the same ilk or do you think there might be a surprise? Um... Look, if, if anyone, it'd be, it'd, uh, I'd probably think it'd be maybe the Dragons or even maybe even the Tigers if, if I didn't pick the Knights. I'm picking the Knights to come last, but um, still in a, real, a, a big real uh, rebuilding phase, you know, and um, I think maybe you'll see the fruits of their labour in the next couple of, couple of years. Um, sometimes it's short-term pain for long-term gain. I think that's exactly what applies to the Knights at the moment there. Even though they bought a couple of, uh, you know, Cross Jason and Bura, um um, I still think that they're a long way off from being a competitive NRL side. And I think they win more than they won last year, but I still think they might uh, come last. But, but yeah, as you say, I don't, it's, it's not good talking about who's going to come last, but I suppose that's what, what opinions are for. Uh, the Dragons were really disappointing in the Charity Shield. It's not any form line. Like, um, the one um, the one pleasing aspect of, of the Dragons is Paul Vaughan signing for them. I think he's going to be one of them players who will um, basically carried the whole team on his back all year. He's going to need some help. Um, young Whitted hasn't seemed to have uh, got any more strings to the bows from the last couple of years. And it depends on these young blokes who are coming through, you know, the Duffies of the world. And, um, they've certainly got some good players in their team. It's a cohesion. And, the, you know, the, but you've got to look for in a, a game. And even though, again, charity, you're only as good as your last game. And that's all we can really judge them on is the charity shield. And last year, um, I think the Dragons could be in for a long season. Yeah, I've got them second last. I'm pretty sure Brock was on the same boat. The big thing is the forward pack's half decent. Uh, the back line is pretty solid, especially as far as yardage is concerned. But just you don't know where the points are coming from. The spine, Woodop, has really struggled. We don't know who's going to partner in the halves. McInnes, uh, still yet to be seen how creative he is at nine. And Josh Dugan had one try assist all last year playing at fullback. So I think it will be a bit of a struggle for them. But uh, a dark horse, I'm guessing... 
Um, for you, somebody maybe like the Warriors or the Roosters, if you put them back in your eight, do you consider them a bit of a dark horse? I think the Roosters are the dark horse. Yeah, I've got them around the six, six or six mark, I think. Um, as I said, just then last year, that's kind of uncharacteristic for the Roosters. I think the Rabbitohs will be thereabouts, but I, I've got them just missing out on the, on the eight. Um, doggies, just their inability to score points worries me. Um, the Eels, I don't know why. I, I, look, I've got the Eels in the, around 12, but I, I don't know why, but I just don't, I'm just not excited by their prospects this year. I, I, um, they haven't really been any big signings or, or they haven't really come out of the woodworkers. with the Eels, I think the Eels will struggle. Um, I've actually got, I've got the Titans just missing out, but um, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you've got them in. I know some people have got them in, some have got them out, uh, but there's going to be a logjam, I think, of, of teams probably from about 6th to 10th or 11th uh, yeah. that'll, that'll battle it out, and it'll probably be injuries and origin and, you know, probably how they go during origin, which often determines who ends up in the 8th. So uh, I think, that, yeah, there's probably 5 or 6 clear standouts who you'd expect to make the, the top eight, but it never works out that way. There'll be one or, one or two of those sides that'll slip, and there'll probably be one or two who we've got down the bottom that'll that'll push up. So uh, that's that's the reason why they play the games, and that's the reason why... They... Yeah, that could, that could me wrong. You know, Tigers are that team who could prove everyone wrong with the, with the young blood. I think the four, the four big guns the Tigers, then, then uh, having that uncertainty about their signings just might play a part. You know, Jason Taylor doesn't seem to had the, um, the board's stand of approval just yet. Um, you know, it's it's a weekly saga with his, his coaching. He says he gets great, which, which I don't like. You know, it's, you've, got to, but you, you, you've got a coach here, you've got to back him. And I, and I hope the Tigers do because they could be that team that, um, you know, oh man, it's, 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 a, it's one of them things, boys, where you just, it's kind of um, putting, putting the old uh, blindfold on and trying to dart at a dartboard and trying to come up 1 to 16. It's even though there is form on the board, every season presents more and more surprises, and that's 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 the beauty of it. Uh, I, you know, Origin New South Wales could win three 0 this year. You know, it's it's just you just don't know what's going to happen. Gallery and medal winners, everyone's picking you know the same old players, like a lot of or Moylan, or but um, I'm pretty sure that the Gallery and medal winner will come from someone or somewhere that's not even spoken about at the minute. So. Um, while everyone's got an opinion, um, it's, it's fine to have an opinion, but it's, uh, a lot of the times, this time of year, it's very hard to nail down exactly. I'll put it this way, we go back and, and talk about this, uh, have the same thought where we get a grand final, I think a lot of us would be wrong. Yeah, and every single year, like Brock said, there's a few things that uh, just seem to happen that you can't plan for. Uh, there's injuries, there's off-field stuff, there's a whole bunch of things, but... Looking at it from the last perspective, you got your top eight. You think the Storm would be the Premiers. The Roosters a bit of a dark horse. If you had to have a $100 sure bet on one thing to happen in 2017, what would it be? What's your, what's your $100 sure bet? Uh, it would be for the, um, the Panthers to make the top four. 
Panthers top four, and I'm pretty sure with WilliamHill.com, one of the sponsors of the show, they're about 250. So a lot of people have laid into that one. They're, they're pretty sure they're equal favourites for the minor premiership, maybe even the premiership. So lots of people laying some money into the Penrith Panthers. Will it be the year? Only time will tell, but there you have it. MG's thoughts, his top eight, his premieres, $100 sure bet there for all the punters out there. Panthers, top four, mate. We're excited. I bet you are as well. The season is just around the corner. Thank you very much, as always, for coming on and having a chinwag with us. Well, I always love seeing you, boys. I know you live and breathe rugby league, and it's uh, refreshing, and I can't wait for this season to uh, begin, and can't wait to talk to you again, I'll, uh, and I'll see you soon. Very much so, mate. We'll have a barbie and a couple of beers very, very soon. <laughs> Ciao, boys. Cheers, see you, mate. mate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.